0: What are you doing picking up on a telemarketing?
1: It's New York. I don't get calls from New York. What if it's like your bookie? Well, I never know if it's work or... I do these surveys for work through third parties. So they call from random numbers.
0: If you don't answer it, you don't get the survey. This is like the thing that you did yesterday where your friend requested a spam person. And then we got about 50 people (laughs) that were like, Zeke, who's this person that you friend requested? Look here now. Uh,
1: (coughs) It was a picture of somebody and a kid, the friend they had. No, it was a picture of somebody
0: like in a bathtub.
1: No, they were with a kid. In the bathtub? No, I didn't see the bathtub. They were friends with someone that I'm actually friends with that lives in Arizona. And they also said they lived in Arizona. I didn't know them when I lived in Arizona, but (laughs) it added up for once. I don't know. The spam bots are getting more intelligent.
0: All I know is that we had about... Yeah, a bourbon group were in the bourbon cartel. We had about 51 people in that group saying, Who's this person in our chat? And then we had another group that, that we text with, was all texting Zeke, who's this person? You must know him. Can't believe you railroaded me on this one. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Dad Drinking Bourbon My name is John Edwards Alongside me is Zeke Baker Wherever you are, whatever time it is Thank you for making us a part of your day Say hello to the folks, Zeke Hello, hello, hello Happy... What day is this coming out? This will come out Friday Happy Friday, folks the end of the week <laughs> Cheers Cheers I hope everybody is pouring something great
1: tonight hey, It's If it's a Friday, there's nothing better than a Four Roses Friday Nothing like a deck
0: pour on a Four of Roses Friday. Might not be possible. They say it's gonna rain. Is it gonna it's it's getting to that rainy season in Tennessee. It's also getting to Well no, no even worse, it's it's rainy weekend season this year. Oh I know. I mean, this will be the third
1: weekend in a row now, I think, of oh wow, nice weather Monday through Friday while everybody's stuck working.
0: Oh, Friday evening, hm, monsoons. See you Um, all Sunday. And then it's just awful because we have the toddlers and it's hard to get them out. You know, we want to get them out to the park. We want to do stuff like that. And you're stuck doing stuff indoors. And there's only so many times you could walk around the mall without them wanting to buy stuff. I take Sophia to gymnastics on Saturday mornings, but there's not a lot of indoor things. That's a 45-minute activity. What else are you going to do? Yeah, we're doing soccer now and that's not really feasible in a mud field. No, no, no. I think we're going to do soccer in the fall.
1: Especially considering Charleston's more intrigued by the dirt than he is the soccer ball. <laughs> is he? Oh, man. It's a very uh, passive time right now. You just kind of, hey, buddy, how about, how about chasing that ball? You see the ball? You want to chase the ball? No, not the airplanes, the ball. Let, let, let's chase the ball, not the airplanes, or the play in the dirt. And snowballs into
0: just a... Oh, man. <sighs> I mean, so, so something I've been wanting to bring up, I know that some people don't always like when we bring up the kids, but something I've been wanting to talk to you about is, it's so funny because we do this whole routine when Sophia's going to bed. So, you know, we take the shower and then we dance. I got her a guitar and then I have my guitar and we'll play music together. Or sometimes she'll act out frozen scenes. But when she's having a toddler tantrum, which if anybody knows anything, the threes. are are no joke you know everybody talks about the terrible twos but the threes are no joke no twos were a cakewalk oh twos were a cakewalk every day you're like they learn something new it's beautiful but she gets so upset and then she runs around the other day she was running around just screaming bloody murder and she ran so hard and she doesn't look where she's going and I'll tell you she's like the smartest kid I will tell you if you talk to her you're like, wow, that that kid's smart. She's she's really good. She must be like her dad and talking. But when it, <laughs> I just made Zeke spit up his whiskey. <laughs> but she was running so hard and she doesn't always look where she's going. <laughs> and she slammed into the wall. It was like being at a hockey game and she got checked into the boards. And I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? Okay. Like, I I was running over to her because she hit hard. Like, she just wasn't a stud. Oh, no, but she just runs with her head down. And I think she she gets that from her dad. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I always had my head up playing football. I mean, we would get our butt kicked if we didn't, but she checked herself into the boards of our wall, (laughs) fell down, just got right back up. Like nothing fazed her, and kept running around screaming that she wanted to do X, Y, and Z. But man, I just I love that time though when it's when it's bedtime and we get to dance and play the guitar and sing and read books. It's but sometimes if they're if they're overtired, man, you're gonna get some checks into the boards. <laughs> I, I will
1: agree. Uh, I've seen seen her in action. She is quite the pistol. I, I wonder if it's your um. Your song selection with the guitar.
0: She you know, always what, wants Taylor
1: Swift. Oh well, that, that could be an issue. Depending on which you uh, you know, Tay Tay, you're playing. Or I was thinking more of a uh, you know, some Garth Brooks, like if you trying to roll out Friends in Low Places. That oh, might, no, that no. might end up badly. My Tay Tay repertoire goes deep. Uh, when I'm you playing, should, you should go back into your uh, your college days and the, the the John Mayer crooning. You mean when I
0: used to play covers is it, in is bars? It croon or swoon? What's the right word? Croon. Okay, I was good. It was, right. But he's not a crooner. Like Michael Blay, and Frank Sinatra, those are the crooners. Maybe for an older generation. What's the other guy? Ed Sheeran? There you go. He's not a crooner. He's just like a singer-songwriter. Women love it. Anyway, let's talk about whiskey. Yeah. So last Saturday, we got to cover this event called Whiskey Warmer. It was in West Haven Residence Club in Franklin, Tennessee. It was an awesome event. Franklin Cigar was there with the Little Cigar Lounge. Carruthers Wine and Spirits was there with us. You had all sorts of different people there. Dan Gardner from Four Roses was there. It's always great to see Dan. We had Carter from Pennington, the guys over at Bellmead. There were so many different whiskeys there. I finally got to try Proper 12. I wanted to talk about it on the show, but we, we got sidetracked with interviews and people coming over. But There were so many different whiskeys there. There were food trucks. There was a great bluegrass band that if you heard our episode on Wednesday, you heard that bluegrass band the whole time. She had an amazing voice. But again, just want to thank the good folks over at Whiskey Warmer for letting us do it. And then also thank you to all the people that made Whiskey Warmer possible. And thank you to all of you for coming up and talking to us. I mean, the first hour, we didn't even get to really podcast because we were just talking to all of you. Everybody came in and was coming over and was like, man, it's the dads. We want to go talk to you. All all three hours, honestly, were overwhelming
1: in a sense. I mean, it it was just a... um you know, not like a revolving door, or one of those uh, swinging doors in the kitchen, like, wham, 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 wham,
0: wham, and it was it was a great experience, beautiful time. And next year, hopefully, we get to do it again and we get to do it even better. But I mean, I feel bad. There were some people we were in the middle of an interview, and there were people that wanted to come back and take pictures with us while we were doing the interview. <laughs> and I was probably like, "Hey, guys, you know, I probably wasn't." As nice as I could have been because we're like, hey, you know, we're kind of in an, in the middle of an interview.
1: No, and, it is what it is. I, I,
0: no, I don't think anyone sent us any uh, hate
1: PMs at, at this point. So,
0: No, we need one of those on-air <laughs> signs, though, for next year, like when the light's on or anytime we're doing something like that. I know we're probably going to be doing the Nashville Whiskey Festival again in the fall. Just say a uh, Do Not Disturb hotel hang tag. yeah. If much much sock, classier. If there's a sock on the door, we're, we're busy.
1: But no, it was there was so much stuff that that went on. Three hours will barely let let you get your toes wet, so to speak.
0: And if you're there five hours, you got people that get sloppy drunk. Like that woman who came up and started yelling at us. Uh, she took a <laughs> sip of the blinds on the table, and she was like, "This is shit. This isn't like." Oh, that, that was golden oh man it was but it wasn't anything i i think it was one of the ones that we we kind of knew we we put in really good things we put in some things that would test your palate i think it was one of the test your palate things or it was a high proof and she probably likes low proof but whatever it was she just started she was sipping everything while we were in the middle of the interview with Ian from Templeton and just yelling out stuff to us. Well, the only thing that I would say might have been missing simply was a nap time lounge.
1: Oh, man. That would have been great. You just have think about it, it started at 6 on a Saturday. There was probably a fair amount of people that had happy-houred or had a, a, a pre-gamer or two. So you, you simply could have had a few folks that got there at, a, you know, Six and by seven, they could have napped for a good 10 15 minutes, maybe a little body massage, relaxation, then uh, just round to it. Oh, that would have been awesome! <laughs> but no, there were, there was so much stuff there, it, it was like, Whoa, if you made it around and touched every booth in three hours, you were boogieing. I mean, it, it was a lot to see in it and take on.
0: Oh, it was awesome. I mean, all the people that were there, thank you. to... Our friends at Tennessee Legend, Chattanooga Whiskey, Templeton, Leapers Fork, Leapers Fork Winery, all the people that sat down with us. On Wednesday's show, we just tried to give you a little taste of kind of the best of the best interviews. There were some interviews that we have to give a big apology. There were some power issues. It was rocking so hard that we broke a breaker. And in the middle of some of our interviews... We actually had to, to scrap them, because the breaker went. So we were in the middle of doing stuff, and things got broken up a little bit. But we know that, that we were rocking. It was good times, and man, thank you to everyone at Whiskey Warmer again. Indeed, and most, in, or
1: maybe not most importantly, but thanks to everyone that uh, partook in the barrel selection process for the Colonel Hunters cash strength single barrel first release. This, uh, for anyone that missed it, was selected at the event. They provided us with three separate single barrels, all cash strength, and all the participants were allowed to taste these and then cast a vote as to which one they thought was best. John and I are going to go through these now and give some brief notes, uh, and then we will uh, reveal which selection will be available in the, the very near future at both uh, Barrels and Brews slash Carruthers Wine and Spirits, as well as at the Leapers Fork Distillery.
0: Yeah, and a huge, 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 I can't say enough of a thank you. I know Zeke likes when I say words more than one time, as you heard on Wednesday, but Justin and James really knocked it out of the park. They were sitting at that other booth, and they were making sure the barrel pick was actually happening, so while we were podcasting, they were helping everybody select what the barrel was. Yeah, and what, that one, what two and guys, three. if
1: you're going to ask, uh,
0: how do you select a barrel?
1: I mean, they're easily pulling in more barrels than anyone else in the market that I can think of. So if, if you're going to say, all right, how do you pick? What do you go through? I mean, great references.
0: Oh, if I'm going into battle, <clears throat> I'm taking Maverick and Goose. And that's, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to go to the best of the best, the elite. The only thing missing was Dan. Oh, I know, but but we know Dan was there in spirit. <laughs> Thank you to Justin and James. Thank you to Lee and Lynn Lee from Leaper's Fork for, for allowing us to make this pick happen. We love supporting local things. This pick, as Zeke said, will be available. Half will be at the distillery. Half will be with the Barrels and Brews guys, whether it's at Carruthers or the New Store, which should be opening here before you know it. So stay tuned for that. But this episode, we've been doing a lot of, Other talking. This episode is going to focus on those three whiskeys. They're a Tennessee bourbon that we were picking for a barrel. So, what we wanted to do was a lot of people were coming up during the show while we were at Whiskey Warmer. There was a lot going on. We wanted to take a second and just say, hey, we had three different barrels. And this is in no particular order, but we had three different barrels. And We had barrel 135, it was 122.4 proof, nine years, 11 months, five days, 72% corn, 20% rye, 8% barley. Then we had barrel 121, it was 112.6 proof, 10 year, 84 corn, eight rye, eight barley. And then we had barrel number four, nine years, 11 months, five days, 72% corn, 20% rye, 8% 8% barley and it was 120 proof. And I don't know why I said no particular order because this was the order 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, I wondered about that. What we wanted to do is go through, tell you guys a little bit of tasting notes on these and then tell you guys which one won in the end result. Zeke, this first one, what did you get? For
1: the first one um, somewhat of an odd note for me but it made sense in my head not the first time or the last time. It seemed like an aged cine Twist. Those things you get from uh, Taco Bell? Yeah. Really, it was like that, but it just had age on it, for lack of better words. Um, I think we all probably perceive age somewhat similar similarly. but it, Similarly. I know. Limit. Huh? Road. Rude. I don't know what you're saying. Have you ever seen Black Sheep? John, that's been a long time. all oh, right yeah. But no, it seemed like literally somewhat of an aged an cinnamon twist. And behind that, I picked up some leather on the nose. Palette-wise, and it's funny because plenty of times when folks are talking about Tennessee bourbon, they seem to mention a semblance to Flintstones vitamins. Yeah, I've never picked that up. Maybe it's just been too long since I had them and or I had the ones with iron or something when I was a kid and they were completely different. However, it did seem somewhat Candy sweet to me, especially on the front end, much like sweet tarts or some flavors of Nerds, and I've began to pick that up more than once. So I think I'm going to use uh, that is is my uh, analogy in place of Flintstones. Once it moved through the palate, that uh, you know candy sweetness pretty much began to fade away, and by the mid to back, it was much more of a um, a, a spicy tingleness. They just kind of held on for a while, fair amount of hold for a finish. Um, but it was just a, a good spicy tingle.
0: And it's funny because you and I get different notes for things and, and different palettes, different strokes for different folks. And that's kind of what makes this show tick is you are the yin to my yang. <laughs> we We don't have to try to be different. No, no, <laughs> we don't. Some people actually try to say like, hey, take a contrary uh, approach to me. But no, Zeke and I really see the world through a different lens sometimes. And I got a lot of coffee on the nose on this one. Coffee is actually something that was pretty prevalent throughout all of these. It was the one thing that kind of tied them all together for me. But I got dark chocolate on the palate with coffee, hints of corn, but not too much. The finish lingers nicely It was just, for a Tennessee bourbon, it was not something that you would expect it to be a little bit more corny. It was not. It had the most dark notes to me, and it was something with a little bit of depth. So, I really liked that number one, which was barrel 135. I just thought it was an all-around unique whiskey for something coming out of Tennessee, and I really, really enjoyed it. Much agreed. Number two. Which was barrel 121. What did
1: you think? Nose-wise, it, it seemed like a, a bag of popcorn that had just been doused in black pepper. I've been there before because I prefer a fair amount of black pepper on popcorn. <laughs> Do you? At times, I may have dumped too much or not realized I was which side of the pepper shaker I was dumping from. Well, shoot. I'm a
0: fat kid. I only dump butter on popcorn. Yeah, black pepper. Yeah.
1: One One day. Learn something new every day. <laughs> uh, but no, that's really the first thing I picked up, and it just kept resonating over and over. Palette wise it's not very descriptive of a note, but I, it, to me, was very tame Tennessee bourbon. All the flavors were much more aligned and in check to a degree. The the corn wasn't overwhelming. The rye didn't overwhelm at the back. It, it was a very interesting balance especially considering it was cash strength, not to be negative, but nothing was an overwhelming. It it was just, you know, smooth and easy across the board. Towards the back, it did begin to show a little bit of oak and age. And there was some singe there, but compared to what some of the other ones have, it was much more, uh,
0: again, just kind of a tamed, easy pour. And I think that's something to be said in the fact that this one was, in a sense, 10 proof lower than the other ones this one was 112.6 where the first one was 122.4 and the last one was 120 proof so that is something and it was a different mash bill for me this one was almost like dark chocolate covered corn so dark chocolate covered popcorn it was lighter on the the palate, a little more corn in the taste for me though where that that popcorn kind of came through but it was a little muted as far as and that's not a proof thing I'm just saying it was just as a whiskey overall I think it was a little muted if it was a microphone it would have a pop filter over it it wasn't giving you the full experience it was a little bit thinner and it was the the lowest proof I said it went down easier that that As far as whiskey goes, it did not even taste like 112. It didn't drink that Mm. way to me. I would say it drank more like a 95 proof. Much agreed. And I said little funk on the finish, but it was spicier. It had a little bit of that singe on the finish where other ones didn't have it. It wasn't that burn in the chest, but it was the burn on your mouth. It was spicy. It does hang to a degree, but it's never overwhelming. No, no. Nothing about it is... It's overwhelming. I was just like, yeah, this has a little more spice than the other ones do. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, you know, a lot of folks use the analogy of a uh, it checks
1: all the boxes. I think this could check all the boxes, but it doesn't. Um, you know, none of them are, are ramped up or are really pushed forward to a sense.
0: Yeah, I think if it had a little more oomph, then this one would have been the clear winner. But uh, I,
1: I could see where, you know, it, it just toes the line essentially.
0: And I say that because I think it could have been approachable to the masses a little bit more than than one or three in the sense though that a lot of this stuff it's nothing it's no fault of the distiller it's no fault of the distillery it's like how is that actually interacting in the wood when it's in the barrel you know not to uh
1: to jump forward but the variance on votes for this thing for a few hundred people percent difference was minimal is an understatement
0: it was 0.0000001 and we'll talk about that <laughs> at the end but barrel number four but selection number three in the blind what what'd you get on this nose wise
1: it seemed like fresh shucked corn uh, somewhat kind of maybe damp or not i don't know but if you ever you know had to shuck the stuff and get ready to cook, boil, grill, however you want to do it. That was the memory that came back to me. And initially on the palate, kind of continued with that at first. I really thought it had a, an earthy vibe to it. Um, you know, again, much kind of like, you know, just being out in the field or something. Although once that passed and, you know, tasting it again a time or two, it really seemed to me much more like a dark chocolate over a candy corn. I think they even make those now where the, uh, you know, the little, tricolor candy core things and the bottom piece is a lot darker. That's really what I seem to pick up off of that. Most interesting to me that I noticed was simply the finish. It was smooth, pretty good viscosity, no burn at all, no rice singe, really just the, the viscosity and kind of the meat of the pour, so to speak, hung around instead of a burn and singe. And, and that, in that regard, From front to back, it really seemed to move the most.
0: I thought this one was floral and fruity. It was hints of coffee on the way back on the nose for me. I know Zeke did not get floral and fruity notes, but I absolutely did. This was my favorite nose out of the bunch. It was the one that I would sit there and gravitate to more. I think that's probably... You know what? I'm not making the comparison. I don't want you guys to think I'm making the comparison, but anybody that knows me knows I'm a big Four of Roses fan. It's the closest thing I had to getting some floral notes like I would in one of those. I just made Zeke's eyes go real big, but I got that floral fruitiness to it. Not to the effect that I would in a Four of Roses, but it was certainly there more so than the other ones. It was the The most unique nose out of the bunch. For the taste, it had a nice mouth coating. Hints of corn to let you know it's a Tennessee whiskey, but it wasn't overpowering. It's one of those ones where it's like, oh yeah, all right. I know where this is from, but it's not one of those ones that it's off-putting. It just had the right amount in there. Sweet dark chocolate, a little bit of cinnamon notes. It was my favorite finish out of all. I said it does not singe. It's a nice hug, but not too much. It's not a burn. It's just a nice warmth on the finish. Not one of those ones where you're like, hot damn. <laughs> that was good stuff back in the day. Yeah. Hot damn was great stuff back in the day. That's what, that, that was the precursor to the fireball. Man.
1: They missed out on the money. You got to ignite the night, though. It's, it's kind of like a... You know, Smooth Ambler with all the MGP back in the day at forty five bucks and now everybody's getting hundred. I
0: feel bad for Smooth Ambler though, because this big MGP hit and, and they could have charged a lot more oh, for their man. whiskey. You know, it's <laughs> Oh man. But there there's there's something to be said about being a first adopter, so our hats are off to you for that. Long story short, at the end of the day. This came down to something that was like three votes separated the winner. And for all the people that came up, I know you're going to be like, recount.
1: Yeah. But That's my first thought. I demand a recount. (laughs) For all the people
0: that came up and said hi to us and said hi to Justin and James and participated in this. For Lee and Lindley, for Justin and James, and for Zeke and I, thank you. You made this something that was really, really special and something that I think we can do again and again. Uh, I know it's something that Lindley said on the broadcast. She'd love to make this a yearly thing. I would love to make this a yearly thing as well, and I'm sure Justin and James are in. It's just a really special thing that brings together our local community in Middle Tennessee, and for all of those that participated, thank you. But the winner, when all was said and done, was barrel number four. Nine years, 11 months, five days, 72% corn, 20% rye, 8% barley, 120 proof. Which was selection number...
1: Three. Exactly. I think folks will remember their selection much more
0: than a possible barrel number. Yes, but I, I already... We just talked about barrel number four as the I know, third selection. I just want to make
1: it clear for everybody. I mean, if they're listening to us,
0: they're driving or at the gym or doing something you... So barrel number four, which was the third in the blind one. I do laugh because that's
1: where our notes are the most flipped. One and two, you got dark chocolate and corn or candy corn. Three, I got dark chocolate with candy corn. And you mentioned dark chocolate, but it was the only one where that wasn't the predominant tasting.
0: No, no. I mean, <laughs> but that was the nose. I just got the floralness. That was the only one that I kind of had that. I got to figure out what kind of coffee you're drinking, too black i mean i didn't get coffee
1: any of these that's why i'm confused great i don't drink it very often but coffee black bourbon neat it's
0: kind of how i roll don't forget to pick up your feet (laughs) i don't want to belabor the point but thank you all again that barrel we will keep you posted as to when it will be available at the distillery and at barrels and brews so stay tuned zeke Just an awesome night at Whiskey Warmer. Thank you again to all the people that made it happen. Thank you to the folks at at Whiskey Warmer. Thank you to Christy, Allie, all the people over there. It it was an amazing time, and thank you for having us. Much agreed. And like I say, to anyone that didn't make it out this year, um,
1: I I was beyond impressed. I won't use the word overwhelmed because that sounds daunting, but
0: for three hours, it was a slam-packed event. We go to a lot of whiskey fests and, and they do it right down there because it's got that Tennessee flavor with the bluegrass band and and just, you know, I know bluegrass people are going to say, oh, bluegrass, that's Kentucky, but it's live music. You know, Tennessee does it right. There's live music going around. It's more of a laid back atmosphere. And, and it was great. You go to some whiskey fests and it's a very hoity-toity affair. And, and we just know how to kick up where wear wear the boots go out and have a great night. So, anyways, follow us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. You can follow us on your favorite podcast app. Please leave us an open and honest review. Go to our website, Dad's You can also see us coming up at the end of this month at the Nashville Cocktail Festival. Zeke and I want to learn about some other things, so that'll be really fun. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Nashville, Tennessee.
1: Uh, It was great to see and meet so many old and new friends and to anyone out there that's passing through town, etc., or in town, always reach out. Uh, with with the kids our schedules are somewhat tight, but we do what we can to, to meet and have at least a couple of pours with everyone we can. Cheers. Ciao.